Hey friends, uh, welcome to the second episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirstu. And yeah, after the first episode, um, seemed to have a pretty good response. So I think I'm going to keep it going for a little while um, until people sort of tell me their ears are bleeding from hearing my voice. Um, why not? <laughs> um, as you can hear, I've still... You know, I've still got this cold, I'm still a bit croaky in my throat and a little bit sniffly, so I do apologize. Um, every now and then I think I sound like Janice Chandler Bing's girlfriend. So yeah, I'm sorry for that. It's probably really annoying. But then my I've been told my natural voice is extremely annoying anyway. Sorry, what's a girl to do? What's a girl to do? With the boy like him, well, boy, well, boy. Oh my god, I'm actually really suited to that right now with this voice. Same with the Vanderpump <laughs> theme song, which I'm absolutely living for. Just raise your glasses high, this one's for you tonight. Oh my god, I'm actually in my element with that song right now. I love that song so much, it just like brings me so much joy and trashiness and just like makes me want to throw a glass of champagne in someone's face and hair flip and walk away (laughs) I just love it it's so good so this um this week I watched well every week I watched Vanderpump Rules with my BFF who I, in my brain, call my beef, my beefy, because BFF, and I've never admitted that out loud before, he's gonna hate it, but he's my little beefcake, and so we, um, I'm in Europe, and he's in Australia, and we sync up our watches, like we're spies, and we count down on, before we press play on Netflix, five, four, three, two, one, play, and then we raise our glasses high, together tonight. Okay, that was, that's the new theme song because, yeah, it was just dead on. (laughs) No, I'm really sorry. That was just terrible. So we watched together today and then we had our little text party while we were watching, um, bitching and moaning about all our favorite characters we love to hate. Because look, I, look, I find Vanderpump different to the Housewives and, um, in some respects, in that I really like, there are limited heartwarming features about any of the characters on Vanderpump. They are, tend to be terrible humans, and you know, like I, like I, I think of them as kids, right, growing up. But now they're like all in their early thirties. Some are in their late thirties. Yeah, no, they're probably like mid to late thirties now, so they're getting on. And they are just, you know, 20-year-olds trapped in these, you know, 35, 40-year-old bodies. So um, it's fascinating to watch and easy to bitch and moan about. (laughs) I found this episode really strange. I'll just get straight into it, hey? Why not? Um, I found this episode really strange how they opened up with some kind of, like, murder mystery party-esque type type thing. I don't know, the cameraman and the editors are having a field day in this episode. I don't know if it was just like a super like lacking in content episode because it didn't come across that way, but they just kind of kept um 
you know, like, especially the intro where they opened up on the engagement, like, the mini engagement party. What was that? Where, like, they freeze frame on this tableau of the entire cast. Really strange. And then Stasi launches into her little um, spiel about it. That was all just very odd. And then later when they were at the gay pride parade and they're adding a laugh track over it and doing everyone's names and starring as totally bizarre. I don't know. I, I, I laughed, but in a, I'm uncomfortable for you kind of way, (laughs) which I think is most of my humor in this show. So it can't be that different. Sheena singing Good as Gold at the Gay Pride Parade. Yes, we've seen it before. We see it almost every single year at the Gay Pride Parade. I mean, it's a joy to watch. It makes her happy. She is just too much for me. I can't handle Sheena. She is my favorite one to hate on. Like, obviously, Katie is horrible. Kristen is horrible. They're all horrible people. But Sheena is... Uh, there's something about her clawing desperation that really reminds me of the worst parts of myself when I've been in relationships and it is just like painful to see it in somebody else and I'm like oh god (laughs) I hope I'm not like that anymore because like I don't know maybe she's what's 35 now it's hard to watch but I don't, maybe we'll see something different this season. I don't know. Probably not if we're going on last episode when her only scene was about five seconds long and was her hitting on um, the guy that was ordering off her in the restaurant. So very strange. Um, we see them all getting ready for the... Well, we see Stas... Uh, sorry, not Stasi. Ariana... Um, I was going to say Ariana Grande, Ariana, Lala, and Tom Schwartz um, getting ready, sorry, Sandoval, getting ready for the gay pride parade and choosing their costumes. Of course, Tom is in his element, and honestly, he is the only one who is not looking like a haggard, alcoholic mess. He is looking fine. In fact, me and my friend, me and my beefy were saying he is like Benjamin buttoning. He's aging backwards and it must be all that like forehead shaving. I don't know, <laughs> but whatever he's doing is working. Um, I don't know what Ariana's done to her face. Like she looks like she's had her lips inflated. Um, but also like to me, what was more confronting or was quite alarming to our mare was her whole face was like, swollen or something it reminded me of when Vicky Gumbleson two seasons ago or whenever it was a couple seasons ago came on (laughs) to filming OC um like two weeks after she'd had a facelift and she hadn't healed yet and basically her face was like full of fluid from the surgery that hadn't gone down yet and it was just the most hysterical thing I've ever seen that's what Ariana's face reminded me of like honestly I was like does she have like Cushing's disease or something like something that makes your cheeks swell I don't know maybe she's just put on the kilo or something and it's just all gone to her face and I'm being a total bitch but I thought she looked like different just like she's always beautiful like you know boring as anything but she's beautiful and I don't know just like it was shocking to me shocking Speaking of putting on a kilo into your face, 
Um, we have to mention that this is the, this is so bad, but this is the first time I noticed that, look, we all have seen Katie's weight fluctuating, fluctuating over the years. Who cares? Like I'm not invested in that per se, but what I did notice for the first time is that they still use her skinny picture in the intro photo. Like some producer somewhere is just like crossing his fingers that, you know, she's going to drop back to her 20 year old waist. And I mean, it's just not going to happen. She was all about body acceptance this episode. She's loving herself. And that's awesome. Um, even like seeing James like come over to her and be like, you know, out of his mind, um, abusing her and, you know, telling her shorts don't look good, telling her she should lose weight. She just shrugged it off. She was like, whatever. Like, you know, he was wasted. She was obviously like not taking it on, which is so good. Cause I would just be a total mess. If anyone was like, you shouldn't be wearing those shorts. I'd be like, ah, I'm now wearing shorts again. <laughs> and I would probably like just end up cutting my legs off because if they weren't acceptable in shorts, why even have legs? So yeah, that was, um, really uncool of James. And like Katie said, he tends to go for the low hanging fruit, like whatever, somebody's deepest insecurity is he can see it and if you piss him off he will use that against you and yeah it's pretty harsh so um so good on her for not taking that on board and it must be really hard like receiving you know backlash and stuff from from fans watching even when um just skipping to that no is it does no um oc rehearsal of, of oc the new girl, Emily, when she was saying in the reunion that, um, you know, she gets DM messages from fans in, you <laughs> I mean, you, they're not, they don't really sound like fans to me, but watchers, um, who are just like calling her a fat cow and, you know, she should def- desperately needs to lose weight. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, she's got a phenomenal body. And it just honestly doesn't make sense to me. And she was like getting well, like welling up talking about it. That would kill me. And I mean, yeah, it's hard enough, like being a woman of any shape in this world, let alone putting yourself out on TV. If you don't look like all the other women that you're on a cast with. So I think that, God, it's, I don't want to say brave because it's not brave. It's just fucking life. You know, and it really bothers when people are like, oh my God, she's a size 10 and she's on TV. Oh my God, she's so brave. I wouldn't show my face on TV if I wasn't... Like, I'm talking about women who are size 10 or 12. Like, not... Like, these are small women, but their co-stars are size 6. So, it's like, you know, confronting. It's like when Lady Gaga came on stage and had that confronting stomach that all the papers and, you know, the tabloids were talking about. So offensive. Anyway, it's entertaining, but it's so harsh. So yeah, I'm I'm proud that like both of those women are going down the body positivity route because, you know, the more diversity we have on screen, the better. But anyway, back to James during that period. Yeah, he was a real twat bag. And you can tell, like, looking at his face, he has aged in, like, 10 years in the last year. He has obviously, like, still has a problem with drinking. You know, he was trying to get, like, limit his alcohol last year. 
I mean, I think he just needs to go to AA, like, get off it completely. But in the DJing circuit, I don't think that's probably an easy task. Plus, he looked like, you know, pretty coked out of his head. And, I mean, then he goes over and he starts, like, talking to Brittany and she's having a go at him. And and Jax is just, like, checking his sweaty pits because he's like, oh, this is awkward. I might just look. (laughs) He's got these giant pit stains under each arm because he's been working in so long. Ah, Jax, what a character. Oh, and they flashed back to young, hot Jax before his three nose jobs. Actually, he was in re- he was recovering from one of them at the time. And he looked so beautiful. That was only six, like, at maximum six years ago. And he looks, like, 15 years older, which is pretty crazy to me. That's, like, I mean, that's what a hard life can do to you kids. But, yeah, um, pretty confronting stuff. Um, speaking of James, the whole James and Raquel, Raksky, um, the little rascal, <sighs> being ambushed by this random hope who, like, I've never heard of and don't care about. I think we did hear about it once, but not enough for me to, like, commit it to memory. And, um, of course, the absolute shit-starer of every season, Kristen. I mean... When is she going to just sit down and retire? I can't with her anymore. I'm so done. She's exhausting me. And apparently she's like this off camera as well. Like just a complete and utter shit starer. Just why? She's she's been in a settled, happy relationship for a couple of years now. Like calm the fuck down. What are you, what are you doing? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why she craves that constant um, spiral of, of drama, but not just, not just drama. It's like, it's like a real like negative whirlwind that she just sucks into her vortex. It's really gross. Um, but you know, it makes for good TV. So our benefit things, Kristen, but it's almost too negative. It's not like the Sheenas and the Katie's of the world where they attract drama, but it's like drama for an episode and then we're done. Kristen is, like a season stealer, and I, I don't know, find find it tedious. Obviously, I'm still gonna watch it, but yeah, they come in, they they um essentially ambush Rascal, and you know tell her once again her boyfriend's cheating on her, blah blah blah, and she's like <laughs> in the most monotone voice, she's like, oh my god, hope I thought we were friends. Like, as if she's a character from Daria or something. Like, I mean, what the hell, rascal? Like, have some passion. I think she's just really soft-spoken, and I think she's super shy. But she's trying to be on the show, which confuses me, because it's like, you could just disappear into oblivion if you wanted. Just, you know, you don't have to be in these scenes. She obviously wants to be, but she has nothing to offer and even when she does even when like this could be a massive storyline her boyfriend's cheated on her it was you know the Jackson Britney stuff last season was the entire season about that same thing she could own the show this season with the same storyline but she's just like is this true James Herb says you slept with her and he's like well it's bullshit she's like no okay 
I don't know why I have to deal with these things. Uh And that's it. Like, done. I mean, I don't know. She, she's, he's obviously cheated on her multiple times. And I don't think, I'm so defensive of these people, but he's an alcoholic. He's a party boy and he's deeply insecure. I mean, I think he's, I think he's cheating on her. And I think he possibly is still in love with Lala. Um, and that the rascal is just filling a place for him. But I don't know. I guess, you know, that will come out over the course of, you know, the, the, the many seasons to come. But I think the, I think Lala's wedding to, um, Randy Randall is going to be pretty tough for, for James. Anyway, I do have a soft spot for James, similarly to Jack's, um, I don't know. He just seems like a lost puppy and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'll always sort of have a little bit of a soft spot for the underdog. And I don't care what anyone says. I actually think he's a good rapper. Um, The white Kanye. I think he's good. And I think the stuff him and Lala did together was good. I love their friendship. I miss it. I miss their like playfulness. And, you know, it was kind of really quick, but in that moment of turmoil when James was yelling at everyone outside and yelling at Katie and stuff, like, Lala was there, and, and he was like, I miss you, Lala, and it was really quick, And but he said he missed her, and she heard it, but she kind of just, you know, ignored it and brushed it off because I guess it wasn't the right time or she didn't care, but... I I would like to see them reunite their friendship. I don't know if, you know, Lala's going to let it be repaired. She seems pretty cold about it, but that would be, that would, I would think that would be really nice. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see with that, how that goes down. What else? Oh, I thought it was really sad going back to the start at the, um, the engagement party when, Jax was saying to Brittany that he'd text his mom about the engagement and she hadn't written back. I And then we learnt that they hadn't spoken for about six months, basically since his dad had died, because according to him, and I don't, we, we don't know exactly what happened, but what he said was that um, his mom hadn't really told the kids exactly what was happening with his dad and so they didn't get to say goodbye at the end. And I thought that was just so wrong and so heartbreaking. And I know, you know, sometimes people do things because they think it's the right thing to do and they think they're protecting someone else. So I wonder if it was something like that, that, you know, he's just kind of reacted um, in this way against. But honestly, that taking that goodbye away from somebody is, is a pretty horrible thing to do. You know, my my dad died, died suddenly and we didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And, you know, it, th- there is a lack of closure involved when that happens. So I feel for him in that moment. You know, I think um, I think Jax has had a really hard life. And, and I think that he probably has a few different mental health issues and personality disorders as well. So I think... Um, you know, I think life is hard for Jax. I, I mean, I know he, he's portrayed as this asshole and he can be a total asshole, but I think um, it's all a reaction of the way, like, he feels in the world, which I think is extremely displaced and uncomfortable and misunderstood um, essentially all of the time. 
That's why I'm happy for him that he's found Brittany because I think she understands not all of him, but parts of him that other people don't and maybe never have. So I think, you know, hopefully that'll be a love story that ends well. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Aside from that, um, I can't think of anything else of much importance. I thought, um, Stacy looked really cute in her little suspenders. She's looking so happy. She's looking, you know, relaxed. She's not Xanaxed out like she used to be dating fucking asshole Patrick. Oh my God. Was he not the worst human being you've ever met in your entire life? Ugh. I am so happy to see the back of him. Just like he was with Lisa Vanderpump. How fucking rude that he mentions Lisa's ass. That is so rude. Last season when he's like, yeah, you, uh, you know, baby got back. <laughs> I don't even think that's what he said, but it was just as offensive as that. So I don't know. Haven't decided about the new guy yet because essentially like what he said in this episode, anything held up next to Patrick is going to look good. So I need to, I need to assess him solely based on himself before I will give him the tick of approval. Um, but yeah, I will, we'll just watch it and see, but right now Stacy looks happy and I'm happy for her. I think, you know, she seems much more at peace, um, which is great, which is what Kristen doesn't have, which I'm really confused about. Why isn't she not, why is she not settled? Is the relationship shit? Is it just her being an absolute dick face? who knows i guess we'll just have to wait and see anywho that's me for vp this week um just a little rhyme for you there i'll do it quickly do atlanta and i think we'll see where we end up okay so i didn't have that much to add about um atlanta well i'll just start and we'll see um Portia is giving me life. I think she is hilarious. She has, you know, I was going to say she's come back, but she really has, like, like, apart from, like, the first season when she was, you know, boring and married, like, that was lame. But the last few seasons, she is just bringing it. Every single season, she's upping her ante. I really hate that, you know, I listen to uh, lots of different podcasts and, you know, watch what happens live and stuff. And, heaps of these shows they always comment that she's dumb I don't think she's dumb I think she is quirky I think she is funny I think her humor is clever I think she's silly and I think being silly makes people come across dumb a lot of the time I can relate except I'm not like the sharpest tool in the shed but you know I do okay I've got a degree yeah thank you thank you you know, all that kind of, I don't know. I think she's just quirky. I think she's silly and, and, and I really enjoy her. I think she's really, you know, a really bubbly persona and she's always fun to watch. She's stunningly beautiful. I love that her hair is changing like every scene in this new season. Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm loving that, you know, the new weight, that little junk in her trunk. I reckon she started the season pregnant. Like she's already you know like I reckon that's what's happened because she's like I don't know in the past she's sort of she's always embraced like her body but in the past she's sort of been more like you know working out a lot more and she just is like so happy obviously she's in love and like that's amazing and I'm really happy for her although not sure if I you know trust it but I'm 
I want to. Like, I want to trust this guy for her because I can see she's a smitten kitten. So, yeah, I reckon she. I reckon she was already like, I don't know, a few months along, and I reckon they already knew. I don't know. Well, who knows? But that's that's my feeling about it. And she posted a photo on Instagram the other day about you know, that one of the ones where you can scroll across and the first couple of photos were her now and, you know, what she, and for me, it's what they look, she looks like in the current season, like what's playing right now, which would have been filmed, you know, like what, six months ago? I don't know how quickly they put it out. And then a photo of her when she, you know, her first baby bump photo and she looks really like a lot slimmer. So I reckon this is quite far along in her pregnancy, to be honest, but what do I know? Anyway, so that's all very exciting. I'm happy for her. I think she'll be like the most devout mum ever. Um, I'm excited for that journey. And okay, so yeah, this new guy, not so sure. Like, what's with <laughs> what's with the tattoos? And she doesn't care. I love it so much. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So still getting over this cold. So for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, her new man... Um, he apparently like his way of wooing a woman is just to get their like name tattooed on their body, on his body somewhere. And sometimes even their face, like Candy brought it up to, um, Portia cause she'd heard it on the grapevine. And in like the last year and a half, he's had like three different girls <laughs> names tattooed on him and, and Portia is one of them. He's going to get Portia's face on his shoulder or something. So that's wacky. And I have to say, like, I'm the, I am Portia. I'm the kind of girl that would fall for those like big moments of, I'm going to get your, you know, get you tattooed on me and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And like, I would fall head over heels for that. I'd just be like, I'd be in. In fact, it's happened to me. One of my exes, like within a week was like, I'm going to get your initials tattooed on me. I'm like, okay, let's get married. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't work out. Like, like within a month, it didn't work out. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not the greatest idea, but I certainly haven't learned my lessons. So I totally see where Portia's coming from. She looks insane, like almost Sheena-esque to the, like from Vanderpump last season when she was just completely like insane over this new boyfriend who again lasted five minutes. Um, and I just, I'm, st- I'm here for it. Like I, I totally get it. Cause when you're in that like love bubble, you just, you lose your mind. You really do. You just, you know, you can't think straight anymore. There's too many hormones bouncing around and it's all just very confusing. And I would get like somebody's name tattooed across my forehead if they asked me to. Like, yes, I can't believe I didn't think of it before. Do it, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> so yeah, I um I think it's really bizarre. And I actually think like I know that like the world loves Candy. I have never been into her. I don't know how she's had like 15 different spin-offs. I think she's the most boring housewife. And I just really find it. I don't know. She, the only time that she was fun, um, when she was buddying it up with Phaedra. Um, but really that like Phaedra was the most interesting thing about candy. And now that Phaedra's gone, I just, I'm not feeling candy. I want that girl gone. 
honestly, like, she's got so many failed spin-offs. Why can't she just go and do that instead? Um, you know, she's got too much going on. I'm not interested. Next. And she always tries to be so nice and, you know, play it off like she's the, the nicest housewife. It's so sweet and all this. But really, she is a pot stirrer and she is coming for Portia um, in this last episode, you know, really spilling the tea. And I'm not down for that. I think just, you know, Portia has had a lot of failed relationships. She's always been wanting to just like have this kind of love that she's got now, whether or not it's, you know, a fairy tale or whatever, whatever it is, like let her have her moment. And I think Candy's just, um, kind of just trying to dampen her shine and I'm not here for that. I don't like it. So yeah, next (sighs) in terms of, um, Greg and Nini, I'm struck. I'd, honestly, first couple of episodes, I had to skip their scenes because I am finding it really hard to watch and just so sad. Um, I don't know. I've had, I've had a lot of you know experience with people with you know terminal cancers in my life, and I don't want to watch that. It's all too familiar. Even them talking about like trying to avoid chemo and stuff and, you know, the special diets and the juices. Like, this is stuff that I've personally done for my own cancer journey. And uh, I just think, like, I don't know, I'm kind of, like, someone in a, I did a cancer retreat once and someone said to me, one of the people who worked there, she's like, you know what, in this situation, you just got to throw everything but the kitchen sink at it. Yes, do the diets, do the do the juices, do you know, meditation, do this, that and everything, but also have the surgery, also have chemo, also do this, like your life is on the line. You have to really, you know, throw everything, but the kitchen sink at it. It's important, you know? So I don't know. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I, I mean, colon cancer is a bad one and I just don't think I want to watch that. I don't. So I'm struggling with that. I think Nini's being amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time watching those scenes. And also like selfishly, I don't, I don't, I don't want my escapism to become triggering for my past trauma, you know, like that's not why I watch these shows. And I know, you know, everyone, the whole point of it is to show their lives and whatnot. But I just think like, Greg should take some time off the show. He's not even a housewife. He's a house husband. Take time off filming and, you know, rest. He's looking really tired. He's looking really thin. I mean, just sleep. Go to bed. Take a Xanax, as Ramona Singer would say. Like, go to bed. And I think Nini should support that. And I didn't realize he was her stage manager. I mean, she is touring. She's busy. Like hire a, hire a stage manager who's healthy and not your husband. I, I just is crazy to me. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not really feeling that storyline. I think it's probably just, you know, really hitting home. Isn't I started talking about it now. I'm like, I'm like hot <laughs> and I'm in Europe in the middle of winter and I'm hot. Cause it's just like, makes me, I don't know, uncomfortable, I guess it's too much. But maybe that's because I'm too close. It's too close for home to home for me. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see how other other viewers are feeling about that storyline. Whether it's maybe it's nice to have something a lot more real. Because I know Nini is, she's kind of a tough cookie to crack. So maybe it is nice to see that kind of softer side of her. 
um, yeah, let me know. I'd be interested in see learning your your uh, your input on it from a different perspective. <sighs> Similarly, I am sort of feeling a little bit um, dis- disengaged with the new girl. What's her name? Um, Shamari. <sighs> I don't care. You're boring me. Um, yeah, I don't think she's a great addition at all. So I don't really know, like, I don't care that you had an open marriage, what, like 15 years ago. And like, her husband obviously doesn't want her to talk about it. But aside from that, like, I don't want you to talk about it. I don't care. Not because like, I don't give a shit what people do with their sexualities and all that. But like, I'm just, I just think it's boring and you're boring and you're annoying. I find her really irritating. I think she's annoying the other girls. Um, I'm loving that like Portia (laughs) doesn't really give a shit about her even they went to school together that's just that's lovely (laughs) but yeah no not interested like what she was had a famous song like again 15 years ago I yeah it's not interesting to me don't really care what else um okay oh Cynthia yeah another like pretty low-key housewife but you know she always she makes me smile love her fashion she's got like a little bit of a quirky side to her that I'm kind of into but she's not like making waves ever um but I do love her ex-husband Leon I think he's come around to like send Noel off to college and I am a fan I know we've seen him in previous seasons but I don't know he's like grown into his himself he's looking good and I am all there for it I like it I like Leon he should be around a little bit more I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it you know what I'm not gonna say no and then we've got Eva I mean like the ladies just had a baby and she is probably even more beautiful than last season I she is just gorgeous glowing but she is like I don't know. She's got like a little like spice in her this season. Like she's got attitude. I love when they were at that bourbon and boobs party that Nini hosted and that girl went to her high school and she was just like, I'm sorry, I don't know you. And I, I believe her. Like you could tell on her face. She, she was being nice to this girl, like as if this girl was a stranger to her. She was like, you know, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And the girl was just sat there totally pissed, like steamy. <laughs> I don't even remember her name, but she was pissed. And Eva was just like, you could see in her face, she was confused. Like she, to her, she had never seen this girl in her life. It's like the popular girl, like seeing, I don't know, like a very, like probably like the quiet girl in school who never like chimed up. And now she like, you know, got her confidence as she got older and she's ready to fight back. But Eva's just like, sorry, girl, I have no idea who you are. And I believe it's genuine and it would suck to be the other girl. But, um, you know, it happens. I honestly, like, I, I think about it regularly and I was not popular in school. I'm not popular now. But I sort of always think, like, I don't rem- If I went to my high school reunion, I don't... I think I would know faces. I would not know a single person's name. I... As soon as I left school, like, year 12, I was out. Didn't... I probably still speak to one person that went to my high school like once a year that's it so I don't know maybe Eva's in my camp where once she left school she was just like I'm out 
Later, bitches. But yeah, on Eva, I don't know. I don't really care about um, wedding planning. It's not something I'm into. I know a lot of people like love like the dress shopping and, you know, people are into that are into design, like interior design and party planning and stuff really like this stuff, but it's just not my thing. Weddings aren't my thing. If I was going to get married, I would just run away and elope or like sign, you know, the paper at the town hall or something like it's, it's just, it's not something I'm into. So I find it hard to get invested in that, but I'm loving the shade that Eva's bringing. I find her like a really salty this season. So, you know, even when, um, the other episode where she was saying, um, that, that Shamari, um, like the fashion sense thing where they did the past the peach and she was like, I'm just going to pass it over here. Like shady as fuck that, <laughs> that Shamari is, has the worst fashion sense, which she does. I mean, she is really stuck in the two thousands when she was famous. Like her fashion is still showing that. And even like her body, it's a bit, I find it weird because she's still got the body of like a 20 year old, which she probably or maybe younger, like, let's, let's give her some credit, she looks pretty good, like, her skin and stuff, but, you know, she's probably, like, 16 at the youngest, and she was famous, and, I mean, oh, like, it's just weird to see a woman age and still wear the same clothes and still have the same shape, and, you know, she just had twins a year ago as well, and her body is just, like, exactly the same as it was, you know, back in the day, so, I don't know, I find it all a bit uncomfortable things don't just bounce back that quickly as far as I'm told anyway so yeah I don't know it's um it's again like to be honest I skipped not the last episode but the first two I skipped through some of her parts because I'm just like why is she here why not give Marlo the fucking peach she's been hanging out for it for like five seasons she's put in the grunt work like she deserves that bloody peach and she deserves to be a housewife. I I will say it. And it's taken me all this time to get there. I really have not been on the Marlo show like this whole the last few years, but this season bringing in two new girls, I don't even remember the name of the other one because she's just I don't know if she's a friend of, but I just don't care about her. And you know, Shamari, and it's like, come on, Marlo's put in the hard yards, that would really suck, like, I feel for her. Speaking of Marlo, it was really quite a strange moment, and I don't know how, quite how to feel about it, when Marlo rocks up to the, um, the boobs and bourbon party, which incidentally, they didn't serve any bourbon whatsoever, just wine, it was so weird, um, she brings, like, this, like, bald chubby white guy and everyone at the table is just like hmm that's a bit odd which I don't really understand why it's odd I mean you know people can date whoever they want but then like I don't know I like Todd I I've I have I don't know I was gonna say I have time for him I don't really have time for him because I don't really have time for Candy's life like it's just a bit Yawnsville I just would love Phaedra back with her, you know, ex in prison, her two gorgeous babies, you know, the president as one of their names or whatever it is. I love that. And I miss her and Portia dancing with their big booties in those tight pants, you know, freaking frack. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if Candy could be booted out, we could get Phaedra back because there wouldn't be so much attitude going on anymore. (sighs) Anyway, keep Todd, get rid of Candy. (laughs) I'd watch that show. And bring back Candy's mum. She is insane. The OLG. Bring back the OLG gang. (laughs) Honestly, I get along better with the elderly than I do with people my own age. So I love the old lady gang. I want to watch them all day. (laughs) Oh my God, they should have a spinoff. Now that is a show. If Andy Cohen's listening to this, which of course he is, why wouldn't he be? Um, He, like, that's a show. I would watch. So get the OLG on my TV and I'll be like, I'll never need to leave the couch again. (laughs) Okay. (coughs) I'm losing my voice now because I've still got this cold hanging around. So I better go because this cough is killing me. So thanks for listening. I'm your host, Kirsty, and I hope you enjoyed the second episode of Reality TV and Me. Um, yeah, I, if you want to follow, if you like the show, uh, you know, like it on SoundCloud or leave a little message if you, um, letting me know what you like, what maybe you want less of, or, you know, any hot tips. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kirsten Moore underscore music and on Facebook, it's Facebook slash Kirsty with a Y. Kirsty more music. Uh, so thanks for listening and I'll hit you up soon. Bye.